live streaming is on. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 11th, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Having hype 2024, offended by selling, long-term thinking, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Hello, my elite friends. Oh, yeah, it's the middle of the night in L.A. It's 2 a.m. In Honolulu, it's 11 p.m. And thus, that is why I say Honolulu time. So it's still May the 11th somewhere. Someone had that question. All right, if you've got questions like that, I've got answers. Uh, type them in there to the chat, get my attention somehow. And uh, remember, you get a new show here every day, even if I have to do it at 2 a.m. That is conviction, something I forgot to say. So someone sent me this, happy hardening, like you know, quantitative hardening. That's what we just went through. Just sent $5 in Bitcoin to you to celebrate that the supply of our Bitcoin was cut in half today, which makes it more scarce and more valuable. Thank you for the support. Hey, remember this week in Bitcoin is on Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's 11 a.m. in LA. Already have the time ready and I've got all the guests. We'll discuss the guests tomorrow. So many of you know I post this not only on YouTube and podcast at sportsmeister.com, but on BitChute, and I get some, I get a, I get some trolls over there, man. <laughs> because the way BitChute distributes the uh, videos, it just once you when you post it, it just puts it out there for like everyone to see for like a minute. So you'll get random haters, which is good. Which is good. It's good. It's good to have the haters. That means you're 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 saying something important, no doubt. But uh, I, I got to say, with this uh, yesterday. In my video, I said the dollar will survive. The dollar uh, will beat out other fiat. It's it's not going to be hyperinflated. And there are a lot actually there are a lot of people in the in the Bitcoin space that you they really have a hatred for the dollar. They want to see it fail. I'm just one of those compete don't complain guys. I don't wish failure on on the currency of the nation I live in. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, this is what the, the person said. Dollar is is representation of the power of the Federal Reserve Bank, not the people of the U.S. We are prisoners of the dollar. Wake up, Bitcoin Meister. All right. So if you really feel you are a prisoner of the dollar and a prisoner of the Federal Reserve, and there are many people in the Bitcoin space that felt that way, then you better not be a no-coiner, Okay. If you really think it's it's that dire of a situation, you're a prisoner. I, I said some good things that back about the United States culture that back up the dollar, how everybody is, wants to be like the United States, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't care about all that stuff, that is great. And if you just base it on doom and gloom that uh, the, the Federal Reserve is this evil, horrible entity and we're prisoners of it, well, the key to getting out of the prison is clearly Bitcoin. So – I, I've got a feeling this dude who's spreading this doom porn on me, I, I don't think he's he's get, getting it. That, you know, if you really think that, get Bitcoin. And there are plenty of people on Bitcoin who think that, and that's why they got Bitcoin. 
Now that's not why I got Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm not a. Uh, no, I, I I understand. I I don't believe in. I don't worry too much about the Federal Reserve. Let's say that, okay? I don't I don't worry. Uh, I, I I don't try to come up with reasons to hate on the United States, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but if you do, if you think you're a prisoner of uh, of the Fed, now a lot of people are fe feeling like a prisoner <laughs> right now in countries all over the world because of this ridiculous lockdown. So in that case, again. Bitcoin, get Bitcoin because that can't be taken away from you. You can leave your country and, and start anew in, in, in a place that is not as draconian. And another way, of course, is just to speak up, uh, to be defiant in these times of compliance. And if you feel you're forced into a situation of compliance by the Federal Reserve, then what is defiance in that situation? Bitcoin. So there you go, dude, who left the comment on BitChute there. Uh, but there, there are a lot of people like that that are just like, but they're very helpless people because then they don't, they don't take the next step. They just complain. They don't compete. They complain and complain and complain, complain about the Federal Reserve, and they end up with not. I don't know what they end up with. Uh, they don't end up with Bitcoin. They, they Bitcoin is is being proactive in that situation and not complaining. All right, pound that like button. Yeah. So, Trezor had an announcement today about. The little chips that power devices like a Trezor, where you can store your Bitcoin. And they say, introducing Tropic Square. In order to ultimately fulfill our original hardware wallet vision, we need an open, fully auditable chip. Together, we are building a new company, Tropic Square, the creators of the next Truly open integrated circuit. That's where they got Tropic from. Truly open integrated circuit. This new entity's purpose is to deliver a chip as open source as possible. The goal is to provide access to design specifications, verification, and testing without obscurity. There is also work to be done on physical implement implementation to make the chips secure yet transparent and verifiable by anyone. If you are interested in knowing more or you want to join forces with our team, go to our webpage, tropicsquare.com. Okay, I, I like this. They they gave situations in the blog post, which I also linked to below. Everything I talk about in this video is linked to below. You better check out those darn links. Um, and follow me on Twitter at techball, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Well, they, they talked about in their blog post that they tried to deal with companies. They made them sign non-disclosure agreements uh, with, with chips, the, the chip industry. You've got to s s sign these NDAs. And then with one of the chips, they found out that it was bad. And thank God they didn't put it into the Trezor because if they had, then they wouldn't have been able to disclose what they found about it. So it could be a rough situation. And a lot of people are worried. They try to, when, when we talk about these hardware wallets, they do point to the chips as a, as a point of weakness. Uh, and so what they're trying to do here is make the, the, the chip pro making process and what the chip is all about, what makes up the chip as open source as possible. So everybody knows everything about the chip, that there's no corrupt aspects of it. So this is what this Tropic Square project is all about. It, it sounds good to me. Uh, it's it deliver a chip as open source as possible. It sounds sounds fun fun to me. Good, good that you're trying to bring your uh, 
trusted ways into chips and go, go beyond the hardware wallet. All right, remember, This Week in Bitcoin is linked to below. Brady, Surfer Jim, and Vlad were on. It was a great time. And of course, again, Tech Vault is the center of the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem on Twitter. You got to be on Twitter, dudes, uh, if you want to fully under, or you got to check out my Twitter feed if you want to fully understand the whole Bitcoin Meister aura 2024 having. Now let's go back to the 2020 having, which was today. <laughs> well, we'll get into that in a second. But the these guys over at uh, Delphi Digital have a report. The state of Bitcoin 2020, it is 50 pages, over 50 pages. For the third Bitcoin having, our team wanted to arm the community with the most thorough, all-encompassing report on the current state of Bitcoin. It's 50 pages. I have not read it yet. <laughs> haven't had time to read it. But it does cover mining, exchanges, lightning network, adoption, and much more. It looks good from the skimming I did. So there's some information. You can do some learn more right there from that report. So speaking of the having today, uh, Jameson Lopp says the final Bitcoin block with a subsidy of 12.5 Bitcoin was mined by F2 pool and contained the following message in its Coinbase transaction. New York Times, April the 9th, 2020. With $2.3 trillion injection, the Fed's plan far exceeds 2008 rescue. Pound that like button. So that, that's their own little special uh, message that uh, in the tradition of embedding special messages like that, uh, which uh, Satoshi Nakamoto did in the, the first block, I, I, I believe, uh, it was talking about uh, a bailout from back then. So this is even worse now that the bailouts are doing. But hey, um, so that I thought that was pretty funny. It's linked to below. Uh, be proud and loud, guys. Keep on being defiant. Watch nine of the This Week in Bitcoin shows at the link below. I It says watch nine This Week in Bitcoin shows. Uh, and so during the halving, it happened, what, at 3 p.m.? It happened at noon Los Angeles time. I was asleep. I wasn't even awake. <laughs> so you're like, well, why the heck were you asleep, Adam? Well, because I do this show at 2 a.m. in the morning <laughs> lately, and I've got conviction. I got I got to do this show, so that that is my prime objective when it comes to uh, YouTubing in terms of cryptocurrency. So I didn't need to be wasn't my prime. I didn't need to watch people screaming on uh, on YouTube that hey, we just went through a halving. I, I, I've been anticipating this for quite some time. Uh, the having so I didn't have to be awake at the moment. I guess I could watch the replay of people going yay yay. But I, again, be happy, be happy. But no, I was I was asleep. I stayed up till seven a.m. last night. I think taking care of some stuff. Six a.m. I, I don't even know how late. I stayed up quite late, and so th thus I was asleep at noon still. <laughs> so my days are it's really weird. They start late, they end late. It's, it's crazy. So I wasn't I didn't I wasn't awake. But hey. We're one day closer to the 2024 halving. And it's it's not just about, and, and that's what I've been trying to convey to everyone. It's not just about that one moment of the halving. It's about afterwards and uh, the, the supply shock and what's going to happen in seven months from now. What's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen 210,000 blocks from December 11th, 2017? You know, what, what, what's the new all, we're one day closer to an all, all time high. What's that going to be? Things I, I'm, I'm curious about stuff like that. We all knew. 
when the having was going to happen, what was going to happen exactly. Uh, if something weird happened, that would have been news. You know, if, if it didn't, if it was, it didn't get cut to six point two five, then that, that would have been horrible news. But but everything went smoothly, so I didn't need to see it. And I, if this was your first, obviously it was not my first having either. I I attended a party, and you and you can you don't have to have a party the moment of the having. You can celebrate it later. Uh, but the, in twenty sixteen, I was at a party when it happened. It was on a, a Saturday then. So having it on a Monday, it's a little different. Don't know what date it will be on in 2024. Who knows what we'll be doing in 2024? I'm looking forward to it. Already started talking about it. So for all you people who are new, if you just bought Bitcoin, you better not sell until after that 2024 halving. And one of my things that I used to say, and I guess I won't say anymore, <laughs> um, the earliest that I could possibly sell is after the 2020 halving. Well, we're after that now, and everyone can see that all those years that passed, all that time that's passed, since I first bought my first Bitcoin in November of 2013, I haven't sold one darn Bitcoin. One darn Bitcoin for fiat. One darn Bitcoin for fiat. Not one. So I stay true to my conviction there, dudes. Uh, and I really have, I don't foresee when when I would really even need to do such a thing. Um, I'm definitely holding on to it, uh, uh, to my Bitcoin. I, I don't really, until after uh, 210,000 blocks after the previous all-time high. And if we get to an all-time high before then, that's that's awesome too. I, I think we will get to an all-time high before October of 2021. I, I I do think I do think we will. We shall see. We're one day closer to it. So let's 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 let it all play off. So Lolly closes, and remember, play this at 2x people. If you're on YouTube or BitChute, it's it's you can hear, you can understand me at 2x. It saves so much time. I watch all my videos either at one when I say my videos, I don't watch myself at all. I never watch my videos. Um, but when I say I watch all my videos, I all the videos like Ben Shapiro or uh, Yaron Brook or whoever, I play them at 2x or, or 1.75x. It, it depends on you know how, how I'm feeling or how strong a person's accent is or, or whatever it is. But it, it saves so much time, so much time. All right, so Lolly closes on a $3 million seed round led by Founders Fund. Uh, Aubrey, okay, Michael Fan, Ashton Kutcher, he's famous. And Michelle Fan is also uh, famous, apparently. They said she's hot. There was an article about her being hot on Coindesk. Yeah, <laughs> Coindesk, great stuff there. Pound that like button. But anyway, Lolly, the leading uh, the leading Bitcoin rewards company, uh, that, that's what they are. They when, And I've had the founder on numerous times. I've had Alex on the show numerous times. Uh, and yeah, they're... They get, get money thrown in their faces, uh, which is good. It shows he's on the right track. Uh, he's in motion. He's got a business where you buy you buy stuff online and you get cash back in the form of Bitcoin. And these dudes, they've got confidence in him. It's, it's good. I, I, I think he's definitely on to something. Every, whenever he's on the show and he talks about the product, people do get excited. So good. It's a way. And he wants new people to get their hands on Bitcoin. People who are just buying shoes online to get Bitcoin back. And that's their first Bitcoin they ever got. And it's all about getting more people. It's good that more people will be into Bitcoin because of this dude. This dude has definitely gotten more people into Bitcoin. And now Ashton Kutcher and uh, Michelle Fan and others want to give him lots or giving him lots of money. So to, to build it out even further. So speaking about, uh, well, we're going to get into a second. Uh, we're going to talk about Mike Novogratz right now. But we're going to talk about... Uh, the other dude, everybody was going crazy over last week, Cooter Jones. 
because he he Tudor Jones has some interesting thoughts on how many people own Bitcoin. So we'll we'll discuss that in a second. Uh, Michelle Michael, excuse me, pound that like button. Michael Novogratz. Let me just uh, before we go on to Michael Novogratz here. Let me see if uh, we got questions. Oh my god. <laughs> There's there's someone talking about ego coin in there like a madman, an ego coin pumper. Remember, you get ego coin for free. Never buy that darn thing and turn it into Bitcoin. Turn all crypto dividends into Bitcoin. I love freaking crypto dividends. I gotta I gotta make a New Year's resolution here or a a new having period resolution. Maybe that's what we should do. Uh, new having period resolutions. I gotta I gotta encourage crypto dividends more during the next four years. Uh, I've actually been thinking about that lately. Uh, th there, are a lot, there are a lot of people in the space, you know, they'll send you to the Bitcoin Inquisition if you talk about altcoins at all. And as I've said, I have no problem with altcoins. I, I, I will never buy altcoin. I don't encourage people to buy altcoins at all, including Ethereum, which is uh, the number two cryptocurrency uh, on the planet. And Ethereum is the next Ethereum, by the way. That is, it's, we're going to talk about that when we talk about Nova Rats right here. But uh, I think dudes in the altcoin space, they can create their own altcoins. I don't care how wacky and wild they, what they're supposed to be. Uh, if the best way for these dudes to create their own altcoins is to give them to Bitcoin holders for free. That is something I firmly believe in. And I think, I want, I think people will enjoy Bitcoin more if they know they can get interest on their Bitcoin through getting crypto dividends that you, I can, all I consider altcoin. you, this is a, this is a, this is a, 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 a mental state to have here. What I'm about to share here. Okay. If you're not the biggest fans of altcoins, what's wrong with thinking of them as just interest on your Bitcoin. And then you're gonna say, well, not all altcoins are given to Bitcoin holders. This is true, but let's encourage all altcoins to be given to Bitcoin holders. So that everyone knows what altcoins are, interest on your Bitcoin, crypto dividends. All, all you all, and I've said this before, all altcoins all should reissue themselves to give to Bitcoin holders for free. It's, it's a good way of marketing. It's a good way of marketing because the funny thing is these 80 percenters, they don't get it. They don't understand. You get something for free, don't buy it. But they hear about because when Bitcoin holders get stuff for free, it's, it's a way of marketing that stuff. They hear about it and they just feel like they need to get it for free. They go out and buy this not this stuff. Okay, that's their choice. They're, this is what a big boys play. If they don't understand that you can get something for free and, and instead they buy it, and that's their choice. That's their choice. What, what can I say? This is if it, and and so there's a lot of people out there that go, well, we must protect, we must protect the innocent newbie from buying this stuff. How can you talk about altcoins to the Inquisition? You go, Adam. You said Ethereum. Anyway, um, so that, so my New Year's, my new having period resolution is to talk more about crypto dividends, to encourage altcoin makers out there to make altcoins and to give them the free to us, to the Bitcoin holders, the best holders on earth. Because Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. And I'm not threatened at all by any of these altcoins. They can say they're the next Bitcoin. They can be unfriendly forks. In fact, I encourage to just get it out of the system. Just... It's, it's just like with the virus. People are like, well, I can't catch the virus. I can't catch the virus. No, catching the virus is the best thing. You just, then you're immune to it. That's it. So what's coming in the next four years, there'll be another unfriendly fork. I predict that it'll be a one 
all these uh, virtue signalers uh, complaining about it's unfair that all these people got Bitcoin before anyone else did. We must have 42 million Bitcoin. So we're forking off and we're making the 42 million Bitcoin. And so poor people can have Bitcoin now and everybody can have it. Great. Go do that. I encourage them to do that. I encourage them to do it. it might, it's unfair. And they can say it's the real Bitcoin too, because it's not the real Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. But there's, this is what we're dealing with. This is where the big boys play people. There are always going to be people out there that fork off Bitcoin and say it's Bitcoin. Okay, that's just, that's part of the life of being in Bitcoin. And so let's just get it out of the way. Get I, I wish they do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. Give me your free nonsense 42 million Bitcoin now. Give it to me so I can turn into Bitcoin. Okay, I have, I have no problem with it. I have complete confidence in Bitcoin, but there are all these people out there. Like, oh my God, they, they're, they're Satanist. How could you, <laughs> how could you support these people? How, I'm not supporting these people. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're, they're Bitcoin, that what they're saying is Bitcoin. It's not Bitcoin at all. It's interest for me. I want, I want interest on my Bitcoin. And if more people understand that there's interest on the real Bitcoin, more people will buy the real Bitcoin and end up in this, the real Bitcoin ecosystem. Okay. All right. So th there we go. New, new year's, uh, new Bitcoin period, Eve, <laughs> there's my resolution. And dudes, I, I'm not like those people, you know, on New Year's Eve New or January 1st, they say, I'm going to work out. And then they join a club and then they work out for a day and they never do. I'm, you, you know, I run five days a week. <laughs> I'm committed. I'm committed to my health. I'm committed to my, uh, what I say I'm going to do. I've got, I've got conviction. So, uh, You'll hear more about crypto dividends in the next four years from me. I think a lot of people expected that anyway. So, okay, Novogratz. Let's talk about Novogratz. It's funny. I noticed Novogratz is following me on Twitter. So that's uh, that's nice. He's uh, He's got a crypto hedge fund or something. So he he buys uh, altcoins, which I, I disagree with thoroughly. No, not at all. Uh, but what we have to understand from dudes like this is he, he loves Ethereum. So he's speaking at the Ethereum event. And there are guys like him, rich guys like him, diversification for the sake of diversification, guys like him, people who love complexity, who thinks complexity is more valuable than the simplicity of Bitcoin. Fine. This is why Ethereum isn't going away. It's not going away. It's got a huge hunk of people behind it that want Ethereum to be the next Bitcoin. It's not going to be the next Bitcoin, but let, let them have their thing. And uh, so this is what he had to say. And there are people in the chat right now, they're just they're yapping away, but they're not. Okay, no questions. I don't, I don't think they're questions. All right. <laughs> Tay International is in the house. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Um, of course, I'm I'm up late, man. I gotta get this, I gotta get this thing done. Ooh, horrible here. Are you in San Diego, Tay? All right. So let's uh I'll check for the answer in a second. Let me talk about no regrets. Uh all right, so. He argued that Ethereum garnering a $20 billion market cap is based on a confluence of different use cases of the blockchain, such as decentralized finance, enterprise applications, or stable coins, garnering a vast amount of users, which then create a network effect that increases prices exponentially. So, I mean, he got... He, said, he mentions a lot of buzzwords there. He compares it to Facebook to get it some headlines. Okay, and then it got some he headlines. People are going to do that. One of the things, and a lot of people are going to compare it to Facebook because a lot of the people interested in Ethereum are Silicon Valley-based people who love Vitalik and uh, you know, love, uh, love, love the, the, the image of this 
centralized, intelligent leader like Zuckerberg. And Ethereum is big in Silicon Valley. It's a Silicon Valley type of product. Product. I mean, they love they love the complexity. They love all the the supposedly cool things you can do with it. Programming, new language, uh, splitting from Ethereum 1.0 to 2.0. They love 1.0 and 2.0 in, in Silicon Valley. So he, I mean, he's conveying that uh, those feelings right there uh, pretty well. And one of the things for Ethereum narrative is valuing the network kind of like we do with Facebook. The more network effects you get, the better. Like getting Tether to migrate to its coins to Ethereum brings people using that to the network. Okay, so a bunch of buzzword worthy, he mentions a bunch of buzzword worthy uh, applications, mechanisms, and coins. And he says, put them all on Ethereum. And then lots of people will use them and thus Ethereum will grow in value because you've got all these buzzword uh, applications, mechanisms, and coins based on Ethereum. All right. It's an interesting theory and and it's complex and it's got some buzzwords on it. Let's build a bunch of different things on Ethereum. Okay. And so a lot of, a lot of the things will stick and the people will stick on Ethereum. They'll use Ethereum for, and they'll be stuck on Ethereum using the network to do their stable coins and then they'll do their applications and their whatever other things. And it, it, it makes sense what he's saying there. Let's see how it turns out. Let's see. It's complex. It's complexity. Um, you know, the, the build the world computer on Ethereum. A lot of people say it's completely impossible to do all these things at once. And that it, it, it seems to me, it's very difficult to transfer it all from 1.0 to 2.0. If you've got a million different things built on it, but uh, frankly, uh, this is a world where so many people are doing nothing today, okay? We got all these people, and they're bragging about it. They're doing nothing. They're getting a government check. They, they're scared to go outside. So you know, I know a lot of Bitcoin people don't like Ethereum, but I, in this world that we're currently living, in this situation, how can you hate Ethereum? I mean, that's a strong word. How can you, like, they're doing stuff. They're doing stuff. They're not just sitting there. And getting a government check and, and encouraging people to stay in their houses and do nothing with their lives. And I'm sure there's a lot of Ethereum people with completely different takes on the whole virus situation. Let's not even get into that. But at the same time, these are dudes that are doing something. They're, they're being very innovative, very risky in their innovation too, by making it so darn complex. I disagree. I wouldn't want Bitcoin to be that darn complex and ever-changing. Ethereum is ever-changing. It's going from a 1.0 to a 2. But Bitcoin does not change. It's set in stone, okay? What it is, you know how many Bitcoin they're ever going to be. You don't know how many Ethereum they're ever going to be. But and that's And I don't buy Ethereum. But I'm fascinated by what's going on there. And I'm a realist. I'm a realist to understand that there are guys like Novogratz. And people are going to say, well, Novogratz has no technical skills at all. He doesn't understand that it's going to fail. Okay. I mean, that might be true too. But there's lots of big moneyed people who like, you know, the intelligent leader, the Silicon Valley stuff, uh, the complexity at all, of it all, the buzzwords, the ICOs, the whatever, whatever it might be, the, in, the supposed innovation, the new, the DeFi. They all love that stuff. Okay. And that there's, a, there's something for them. Their Ethereum is for them. We'll see how it goes. All right. And there's so, there are people like Udi. <laughs> who, who get off on really ripping on Ethereum. And, and I don't, he, he, Udi's a smart dude. And, but he, he's like, well, Tron could easily, you know, host all the things that Ethereum can. I think it's already too late. I already think Ethereum's the next Ethereum, that all these things are being built on Ethereum now. Why would people all of a sudden build it on Tron or on, on EOS or whatever, whatever it is? 
hey, I'm just I'm sitting here on the sideline watching it all and making comments on it and kind of trying to tie it all into the bigger situation, what's going on in the world today in terms of lack of productivity and in, into the bigger space when people are trying to compare altcoins to Bitcoin. So that's why I talk about it. it it's something that's big. It's something that we, I mean, you can ignore it, but I, I'm not ignoring it. I, again, I, I'm, I make it very clear here, just by Bitcoin, dudes, just by Bitcoin. But you can, you can see what's, and I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to join some herd that just rips on Ethereum, doesn't doesn't mention altcoins, thinks thinks that people are so stupid that if I, you know, that they're going to buy it just because I mentioned it. Now, some people, unfortunately, do they do get triggered by that. But <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know if it's stupidity. I don't know what it is. But I I try to respect people and say, you know, everyone's an adult out here. So they made their own adult decision if they bought a. Uh, they bought Tezos because I said the word Tezos yesterday. That's their own crazy adult situation, adult decision. It's crazy just because some guy on YouTube said the word Tezos. You went and bought, bought it. I mean, I, there are still people to this very day who they see that shirt that I have that says Monero on it. And like, why do you support Monero? And I've said it like a thousand times already. Like someone gave me this shirt for free. It's a cool looking shirt. It says Bitcoin on top, first of all. But I mean, <laughs> and then you interpret that I like that I that I'm I'm encouraging people to buy Decred and Monero because I have it on the shirt. No, I, it's a nice shirt. It feels real nice. It's a good quality shirt. I look good in it. <laughs> I mean, it was free. I wear it. I mean, and I've explained it so many times. People never get it. They just some people just never die. Eighty percent. I don't know what to say. All right. So Paul Tudor Jones. Let's get to him. Let's get personal responsibility is a new counterculture, dude. If you if you bought a uh, if you bought a coin because you saw it on a guy's T-shirt. It's your fault. Uh, so Paul Tudor Jones. I, I want to preface this by saying uh, for all you people who are pedestaling him, uh, he says he likes the Asian style uh, lockdown more than the United States. Uh, and the Asian style lockdown was really like tracking people like you cannot even track people here and forcing people to go into uh, taking people away from their families and forcing them to go into places where they would be quarantined. I mean, that's not uh, – he likes that. He likes. He says they did a better job. So just, just putting that out there. Uh, he, you know, we, we don't have to agree on that, but I just wanted to lay that out there about the guys that think this is this guy's going to make such a big difference in, uh, in Bitcoin. So Matt O'Dell tweeted out some quotes. He, Tudor Jones was on TV again this morning apparently, 18 hours ago, 20 hours ago. He, he's talking about Bitcoin again. And I really, and from something Dan Tapiero tweeted out also, it's pretty obvious that Paul Tudor Jones does not exactly understand what he is buying. He, he, he doesn't even realize that he doesn't own Bitcoin. He owns Bitcoin futures. And there's a difference. There's a, there's a big difference. I don't know if he knows about uh, controlling his own private key. Dan Tapiero was suggesting, and you can check, check out Dan Tapiero's feed, that Jack Dorsey be introduced to uh, Paul Tudor Jones to, to properly explain to him what the heck's going on here uh, because I don't think he fully understands what he's getting into, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of people that do not uh, exactly get it and don't know how to control their private keys. He Tudor Jones estimates that there are between 55 million, 75 million people who own Bitcoin. And I, I like Matt O'Dell, think that is on the high, on the high side. Okay. Because 75 million people would be over 1% of the globe of the population of the world. And I am 
pretty sure it's under 1% of the population of the world really own Bitcoin. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's a, so 55 million would be under, would be under, uh, 75 million would be slightly over. Uh, I, I, I would think, uh, it's, it's something Matt Odell says 20 to 30 million range that that would not, there you go. Like, uh, closer to like a half of a percent of the world's population, which would be 35 million. Okay. So I, I'll say 30 million probably, but the point of bringing out all these numbers, he says, Paul Tudor Jones, and I agree with him on this. If you buy Bitcoin, your bet is that the number will go to, the number will double, basically. The number will double or triple. And it's kind of hard when you look around and see that the world is becoming digitalized, not to think the preponderance of evidence points in that direction. So he thinks that. I mean, no matter what you think the base number is, clearly we're living in this digital world where the current amount of Bitcoin holders should easily double or triple pretty soon. Okay. Um, considering that there are enough 20 percenters out there that are seeing what's going on with this financial Armageddon and virus Armageddon, and that, that they could grasp that the digital world is everywhere, that they could understand how to buy Bitcoin, um, that, that it should double or triple. So i like that part of his thesis of Paul Tudor Jones. I like that. He likes Bitcoin because he thinks that we're at a point in this digital world where can the, the amount of ownership will double or triple. So that's why he thinks he owns it now. That's why he owns it. Okay. He doesn't really own it though. Uh, the digitalization of the world clearly benefits Bitcoin, says Paul Dutra Jones. We are clearly digitizing the global economy and Bitcoin will be that much more accessible by that universe of people that could own it as a stored value. Okay. Uh, but he, he definitely owns, and I, I didn't quote this, but Matt O'Dell's like, he does not own Bitcoin. He, he owns Bitcoin futures. So uh, there, there's a little, there's some, a weird disconnect here. He's, so th this, I'm still, I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting the dude on a pedestal. I'm just saying he is, he's got a good thesis of why he bought Bitcoin, even though he didn't really buy Bitcoin. But since he really doesn't own Bitcoin, he could easily change his mind about everything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I hope he really buys Bitcoin and gains a better understanding of it. Uh, he could buy a lot of it, and that, that's good stuff for, for the space. Uh, but it, as I've said before, it's better. It'll be better in the long run when the amount of uh, current Bitcoin holders triple than just that one dude uh, buying uh, Bitcoin. And here's an email Here's some good news. There's all sorts of good news out there on this having day. Uh, but we, we talked about uh, Lolly. But here, here's something I got on Facebook, okay? You guys are going to think this is pretty hilarious. It is good news. Hi, Adam. Not sure if you remember me. Back from the Tech Vault days, I currently have Crypto.com for buying Bitcoin. Tomorrow, they are offering a 50% buy, and I'm kind of confused on how it works. Would you happen to know anything about it? Your insight would be very helpful. Now, this person has not talked to me in over 10 years. I haven't spoken to the guy in over 10 years. And I just get this out of the blue today. So he's a little, what I, he bought Bitcoin or he bought something from crypto.com. And I don't even know what crypto.com exactly is. And then he's, and now he got informed about a sale. 
and he wants to know how to buy more cryptocurrency. It, it's very straight. He doesn't understand what he's doing. You, you can tell by the email, but he's curious. He knows he's he's tr intrigued by the sale, which clearly was triggered by the having. Uh, so there you go. When when I start hearing from people I haven't spoken to in ten years over Facebook, and they want to know how to buy cryptocurrency, uh, it's good. It's a good. It's a good sign. So there you go. Put it put a smile on my face, and I was like, dude, I totally. I hadn't thought about that guy in over 10 years. <laughs> so yeah, he was involved in a Baltimore. Uh, there was a project. Uh, anyway, TechBalt, the name TechBalt on Twitter, it was originally for something else I did with Baltimore, technology in Baltimore, and th that guy was involved. So happy Log Belmare, everyone. The Times of Israel has an article that says, uh, what's it say? Ignoring the ban, hundreds of ultra-Orthodox Crowd Lagba Omer fires in Jerusalem. So Lagba Omer is supposed to light a bonfire. And this is the night of Lagba Omer right now. And so these religious in Jerusalem lit fires and they're not supposed to. The prime minister orders police to crack down on gatherings in the capital. I only said that line because Jerusalem is the eternal capital of Israel. And um, but I, I don't know. I don't think the prime minister should be cracking down on, on uh, religious people lighting fires. And so good for them. I, I'm, I'm glad they're lighting fires as they should be on Live Omer. And when I was running earlier and when I opened my window earlier here in Los Angeles, I could smell the sweet smell of, of bonfires because this is a there are many Orthodox Jews that live in this neighborhood. So I was I was very happy to smell the fire here in Los Angeles. And I'm glad People are, are doing that, are, are, are doing their bonfires here on Lagba Omer. So happy Lagba Omer to everyone. Happy having, I hope you have a good uh, having resolution <laughs> and you stick with it. Let me just make sure if there were any, uh, and be defiant like those religious uh, Jewish guys in, in uh, Jerusalem. I support them, although I'm sure I do not support all them on a lot of their beliefs, <laughs> uh, some some of the religious in uh, in Jerusalem do, definitely uh, are not on the <laughs> politically. We're we're not we're not we're not the same uh, there. No. Anyway, okay, but we won't get into that. That's for a Beyond Bitcoin show. Uh, Chabad rocks. I gotta say, those those aren't Chabad people that were being described in that article. Chabad, they're the best. Chabad, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick the best uh, best sect. Um, I'd say Chabad is, is, is awesome. Obviously, uh, the guys who gave me the book, Breslev are pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm liking Breslev lately. <laughs> do what you're going to do, people. Uh, those are just my my opinions. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister. Next year in Jerusalem. Uh, I want to go to, I, I wish I was in Jerusalem right now. I wish I was in Israel right now. Darn them locking down the country. Darn all of these countries for locking themselves down. Please, if you have suggestions on where to go next, where there is no lockdown, where I'm not going to have to sit in quarantine for two weeks, please uh, send that suggestion to me. If not, um, I will be just traveling after Baltimore on June the 3rd or whatever. I will be going to some other city in the United States, but I would love to leave the United States. So you can also send me suggestions within the United States. Is your state being cool now? Send that suggestion to me. All right. Let me just uh, log off. Thanks a lot, guys. New show here every day, even even that freaking so late at night. I will see you guys uh, earlier tomorrow, hopefully.